1: Love Talk Radio Good
0: morning everyone Welcome to Loretta and Mary Live The radio show It must be Tuesday At 11 a.m. Central Standard Time, since you are hearing my voice and playing in the background, you heard to you, that's a new single by Trey Ali, and you'll hear more about this fantastic new artist coming up, but you'll be our guest on the show, but... um, I have her music loaded up, just in case, you know, I need to do a little concert. But anyway, I'm so excited about our guest today, and I'm sure he will be calling in. This will be a preview of last week when we were expecting the fabulous who already started to call in. And since we um, chatted, (laughs) you and I, without our guest last week, we are hoping and praying that he will call in today. But I do know a lot is going on with him. He did win an award um in Atlanta at a film festival, his film uh, won a um won the award for the best film. So we're hoping that he is um gonna have time to call in and chat with us. As always I'm just so um glad that you all tuned in. I have people that are listening live and those who will listen later in the show. So thank you so much. Also got good news. Wanna say thank you for everyone who voted for me and the Best in Black Awards I am in the top three. The winner will be announced at a banquet, a formal banquet, on August 30th, yeah, at the Cook Convention Center, at the Cannon Center, rather. And, you know, you can get tickets for that and, you know, put on your finest and come out and see who actually will walk away with the coveted best local media personality I'm against. Um, two of my good friends. Well, one of my good friends, the one I know her of her, Macaria Reed, is the one I know. But Kim Clark is also on my board. So <laughs> amazing competition, right? Also, tickets are on sale, and you do. And there is a Loretta McNary show hookup for the Universal Circus September 1st. It's here. And this is August 28th through September 3rd for the week, Labor Day weekend. So you want to make sure. If you can't come on that Saturday, that you can take your family because it is something to see, world-class circus here in Memphis, Tennessee. And I'm the ringmaster on September 1, so I'm very excited for that. So get your tickets. There is a Loretta Mary Show hookup discount, so that should help some. Also want to say that my book signing at the Booksellers at Warwood has been moved from September 27th through to the 29th at 3 p.m., so we'll be at the booksellers of Waterwood, September 29th at 3 p.m., selling the book and signing and, you know, talking about faith for the next step. It's also available on BarnesandNoble.com, Amazon.com, LaurenMcMerryShow.com, The Notes, The Kindle, ebook everywhere now. We're we're getting there, so pick up your copy of Face the next step. There are a lot of events going on as you know it is, the Everything Day weekend coming up. And a good friend of mine is doing a first annual um party and that's Ron Wet Redwing. He is doing a tailgate party for the Mrs. I for the entire football game so you wanna make sure you check that out. And, of course, anything that he's done, he does is always first class. So you want to make sure you get more information on that cell party. And congratulations to our U of M Tigers in football and basketball, of course, and to some of the other teams out there. And congratulations to all of our students who went back to school, whether that's uh, elementary school, middle school, high school. And certainly a big congratulations to those who are entering their first year of college. We actually had two King Eagles that are going to college. Yeah, they're already there, because I think um, one mom took Khalees this weekend, Thursday. So she's at UTK, so Khalees House, we're so proud of you, and make it an amazing and successful first year in college. And also Alana Bond is on her way. I hope I I got it right, because there are two sisters. Well... (laughs) She's on her way. Miss Bond is on her way to, I think, Tennessee State University, and everybody is returning. So we want to make sure we got that out of the way as we wait on our guest to call in today. But so what I want to do now is let you hear the soulful sounds of Trey Ali, and this song is called "Stay," and it's featuring um, a guy named John.
1: I'm, sorry, Baby, I'm so sorry for neglecting you, for making you feel like I don't want you. I can't change the past or take back the things.
0: Ali and featuring Philip Young, amazing artist. You are going to make sure you stay in contact with her because she is the person that's going to be rising on the charts. So, everybody, um, this is Laura McNary live, and I think we have our caller on the phone, but he's calling me on my other phone. Hold on just a moment. (laughs) Hey, Tawari. Three four seven five three nine five seven seven two. Okay, all right. <laughs> He's trying to call in, and I appreciate his patience. I see that we do have a call. If you want to go into the queue to ask a question, please press the number one on your dial pad, and that will get you into the queue, and we'll take your call. Otherwise, you can um, listen in, and we appreciate that so very much. Tamari is calling in. Um, <laughs> this is going to be an awesome show for us to have as many teacups, right? So while he is calling in, I want to tell you um about him. He is so amazing. And he did just win an award for um his film company is called Blue Lion Club Productions and they just won an award. So I'm gonna bring him in without any further delay. Everybody, welcome to Loretta McNary Live, the fabulous and talented Tabari start event. Are you there Tabari? Hi. All right, you know, technology is as awesome as it is. Hi, Tamari, this is Loretta. Hello, how are you? I'm great. You want to say hi to our listeners as well?
2: Hey, everybody out there in the listening radio, blog, talk world.
0: (laughs) (laughs) And I know you guys are feeling mighty, mighty wonderful. You won the award. I'm so proud of you.
2: Thank you very much. Um, In Atlanta,
0: you just won an award for your new film. So how does that feel right now?
2: I mean, it finally finally to get it out there and people, um, you know, get to see it, one, you know, because uh, we as indie black filmmakers don't have a lot of outlets for people to see our films, but for people to be receptive to it and, um, you know, what water is, is definitely an extra special thing. It
0: is. And uh, this is your, actually a sophomore film, uh, Probable Cause, that we're talking about, starring Terry J. Vaughn, and, uh, you know, she's at Steve Harvey. She's from Meet the Browns. She's done some amazing work. And then mm-hmm. Lisa, Arend- Lisa Arendelle Anderson from Meet the Browns movie. So those yeah. are the two people. But actually, the way I found you, and that, that's probably Cause, and that's the one that you did, um, your second one. But your first one is how I, I found out about you. I watched Breaking Up is Hard to Do on Netflix. And I was so impressed with that movie, and I loved it so much. I had to do some research, and that's how I found you. Checked you out on Facebook, and you accepted my friend request. So thank you so much. Yeah, um, that uh, that's a very a, That's
2: talented. awesome. That's like the little, the, the little, you know, the little train that could. That's the little movie that could. You know, it um, was a movie that we made in um, 2000, the summer of 2009. It took us of 11 days. Um, you know, me and my partner Nikki Simpson, we just had you know, this little idea of this movie. We knew we were going to make an indie movie, so we, you know, we kind of had it uh, concentrated on a couple of different spaces, like a doctor's office and the bedrooms. But, you know, we really, really concentrated on the dialogue. And um, we had the um, beautiful Demetra McKinney, you know, just jump onto the project as soon as she read the script. So, and it came together just, like, awesome. And, you know, this walk was, like, I didn't even know what I was getting into in the realms of filmmaking. But this movie has been all over the country, and now it's, like, all over the world. Like, I get, you know, I get people telling me the Netflix story. You know, Netflix is, like, my best friend now. You know, I more people say, I, I was flipping through Netflix and saw your movie. So I'm like, man, but um, it's all been an awesome situation. It's really been
0: great. It is, because that's how we're having this conversation and that's how, you know, people that I know in in my database I'm I've really been promoting you because it is a wonderful film. The quality is exceptional and you made it work. You so said you did it in eleven days. Oh my goodness. Yeah. We did that. it in eleven
2: days. We came up with um, you know, some st- um some prototypes uh when I talked to my crew and um there's a guy he was my D P for that movie, his name is Ross Shabek and he was like there was a guy out there that was doing um, two six day weeks because a lot of time, you know, you, you're under, you're trying to keep people's attention. You need about 40 people's attention for two weeks. So if you don't have that much money to be paying everybody, you need to get through it. And so he said, This is like a good prototype, and that's what we tried to do. And that's exactly what we did. We did two, um, two six day weeks, and I think we just finished early on one, day, on one week. And um, so that's what happened.
0: But, <laughs> so your your career path is so interesting, and I don't know if it's the norm, but to me, just you know the people that I've interviewed and research you started out uh, well, first of all you can't you say you can't come a single parent household with your mom, a microbiologist, and a single mom. it's almost like an oxymoron to me. But that is so cool that she made sure and, and that's what I'm thinking Mom, and I make sure that my sons are involved and that really works when you make sure that they're in so, so you were in summer camp, you did choir practice, you played football, basketball, track, and you did all of that. You went to college and you met a childhood uh a friend through a childhood mm-hmm. friend, you met Jermaine Dupree and you got into the music industry.
2: Yeah. Know? That was that was like a cool thing. Like I I, I at that time in, in um when I was in college I didn't know exactly what I wanted to do, you know, and and, and not that I wasn't, I, you know, I didn't know what my career path was going to be. I was in school. I was, um, you know, my, my track was um, communications, but I didn't know what I wanted to jump out and do. And it was like a famous comedian at the time. His name is Michael Collier. I used to book comedians. And um, he was on crack for like, he was on crack for like a part of his, his life. And then he met um, Les Brown. And Les Brown gave him like these exercises, you know, to kind of figure out, you know, what they were, what he was good at, or what his passion should be, and we did one of a couple of those exercises that night, and and we realized that music was my passion, so he, he, you know, he was like, you should just go and, you know, just do everything around music right now, and that's what I started to do. I got, like, a radio station at at the um, school, and then right at that time, I met Jermaine, and then that was, like, really cool to see, like, young black entrepreneurs, and I was, like, cool, you know what I'm saying, and at that same time, you know, that's when everything took off. I was like, ooh, I like this. And, and I saw that people had jobs and there were things for me to do. And I just jumped into it, you know, with both feet.
0: Obviously, because you, you worked at the major record labels, Columbia, Universal Records, and you kind of worked your way through that, I guess. At some point, I, I think when things, you get your niche and you get your in-your-zone, things come kind of easy, or at least it appears to people who are looking on the outside, that it's come kind of easy. So you decided that you wanted to do something else. So how did you
1: switch from um, it ads It wasn't to a, it, it wasn't the easy
2: thing. It wasn't the easy thing. It was um you know to be very frank, the music industry was um it was about early 2000 and it, and that's when piracy like finally got a chokehold on you know. Um, The music industry and they didn't really know what they were doing they didn't know how to you know partner up with the internet like they were doing and like my whole department got fired and so Mm -hmm. instead of me you know and it like hurt my feelings like you know i'm not even gonna front so like instead of me i just i didn't see i saw how the music industry was going and what it is today you know and it wasn't something that i wanted to you know, but the house on, you know, so, you know, I was definitely yeah. passionate about music, but it was like, hey, I need to go figure out something else, you know, and use those tools. And I still use the same music industry tools, and that's why I think I've been a lot more successful than some other indie um, filmmakers, because I promote. And, I, you know, I do everything, you know, I use my content as content, and I go out there and I, I just promote as much as I can. And um, social media has definitely been a, a great help for me. But I get out there and I, and I try to use those means. And so, you know, me just stumbling into, you know, a great te- television and film situation really just helped me out. And, I, you know, I just give all that glory to God because that wasn't necessarily my path. So I was just kind of, you know, just following some steps. And um, I just ended up kind of where I was at. So that was – it wasn't no – miraculous plan to say, hey, I'm going to start doing this. It was like, oh, okay, well, what's next, <laughs> you know? And, um, you know, so that's what happened.
0: <laughs> okay, so how, you know, this is like one of my big questions for you, and I have several. So, uh, you know, I still want to elaborate. Don't cut anything short because I have questions, and I know people may call in and have questions because they may open up the phone lines. But how did you go from, okay, I'm with music, I see where it's going, I want to do something else, I may go into film and television, and then in 2008, you were what happened that you were presented with a chance to work at the grand opening of Silent Fairy Studios?
2: Um, I was out, I was doing, you know, I came down to Atlanta to get away from the music, and then I was sucked into, like, two major um music projects so after those had both finished i was you know i was in a good place financially and i was just i could could take a a step back and figure out what my next step was going to be and i knew that i wanted to invest some money in something i didn't know exactly what it was going to be and so um i had some time on my hands i was kind of reflecting and a friend of mine her name is lisa collins from my music days at universal had called me and she was like listen you know um you know, she was working at um, Tyler Perry Studios on, you know, when they were on at, at, um, Crog Street and things for a couple of different shows. So she said, hey, um, Tyler's having this big grand opening of his new studio, and they need, you know, they need people to kind of work for it. You know what I'm saying? And let's say it was a PA. They hired, like, 300 PAs for different, and they put everybody in different teams. So mm-hmm. uh, I was like, hey. You know, so I came up there, and it was, like, awesome. Like, you know, it was really, like, you know, they recruited, like, 300 people in, to To you know, do that, and so they broke me. and put us on teams, and it, it was just kind of crazy. Like we we rehearsed for like three weeks, and um, you know, for this 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 amazing party he was about to throw, and the studio wasn't finished. He was still building on the studio, and, and every could, there was just like this this awesome energy. And you know, my team was the the um, concert and the tour team. Like we were in charge of this hundred piece orchestra he had. And and then we were um, also um, in charge of, like, my team was, like, I had somebody on, like, every wall. You wouldn't get a private um, tour of the studio, but there would be somebody to, that would point you out on, like, every corridor. And so that's what I was in charge of. No, I wasn't even in charge of it. My friend's sister passed right in the middle of the rehearsal. So she had to leave, so she recommended me to be the captain of that team. And so all of a sudden I was, like, in charge. And so, like, I really just put my my best foot forward i I really was like you know i put some prayers up in the air and i was like listen if i get up here then i'm not leaving and that's kind of what my path has been through there and that's like a whole another you know hour conversation regarding me and my plight through there but i've done everything and and that's what i I humbled myself on that situation like after that i did i did a good job there and they asked me to work the next day the studio was opening and um house of pain they were shooting house of pain and meet the browns and they asked me to be a pa and um i was like yeah, I jumped to the opportunity. I knew that would be a setback for my background. You know, I had been a, a VP at a company, and, you know, somebody was asking me to PA. Yeah. And I was like, hey, if this is my way to get in, you know, then this is my way to get in. And I PA'd, and, you know, it just kind of went from there. And, um, you know, since then I've worked on, you know, like 500 television shows up there, about eight movies, and it's, it's the best learning facility I've ever been involved in. Like, it's better than college, it's better than everything. So that's kind of, like, my, you know, my Tyler Perry experience at this point.
0: Oh, that's so awesome. And I I really like it. I kind of want to talk about it because that's what this show is all about, just encouraging people and also at the same time educating them and informing them. You said something that's really profound, that you have been a VP at a record label, and now here you go with, with this opportunity to be a PA, which is a production assistant. And right. you thought of that for a second, and then you said you made a, a wise decision. Because a lot of people don't want to humble themselves or start somewhere where they they don't see the big the big picture, so they, they turn stuff down too fast. So can you kind of talk about that or, you know, talk to people who may have to – because you've got to start somewhere, so don't just shut the door. It's not even starting
2: somewhere. It was somewhere where I had been before. Like I had been an intern, and when I interned, I was like, you know, this is, you know, I'm going to be the best intern. Like, people still remember me as an intern. Like, you know, I was the best. And, um, you know, I would be running a whole department. I had people that were, you know, on tours and, you know, doing their artist thing, but they knew the business was getting taken care of in the office. And so that was it. That was how I took a step, and I took that same frame of mind when I went into that. I was like, I'm going to be the best PA. This is, I really felt like it was first ground. And then, you know, I didn't know how I was going to be. But, like, the thing about, you know, this, I had jumped into film and television, and I didn't know too much about it. And it's the best thing to, like, learn. You know, when you're a PA, you got to learn everything. You know, you learn every aspect of everything in coming up. So if you know, you know, what production is and how, then that's a tool that I have and I can take from anywhere. And at the level of production that, you know, I was under, like, you know, it was the best. So I think I learned from the very best, like Mr. Roger Bob and, and Tyler Perry. Like you know, it's an awesome ship, you know, when when it was getting run. So that's how that happened. But yeah, I did take a a, a lot of times people executives don't even know. I'm telling, I'll give a, I'll give a jewel for it. A lot of times, like when people are coming up, like especially in music, if your salary, if you command a salary that's too high, you may just like tip yourself out of a job. You know, it may be an awesome mm-hmm. job, but if they don't feel like, you know, they can pay and they can go get the job done for somebody else, they'll go get that. So it's sometimes, you know, best for you to to take, you know, a little bit of a cut, but, you know, you'll have a job for four or five years. Instead of saying, hey, I'm going to command a half a million dollar salary and nobody, and nobody call you for the half a million. So, you know, for me it was <laughs> about, you know, taking a step back, learning, being around a whole different – that was like my first time being in the nucleus of the um, – you know, the Atlanta film community. And now it's, you know, I'm I'm growing with it, and I think that I'm a major part of where this, you know, this movement in Atlanta is going. So, you know, that's kind of how that, that, that mm-hmm. whole thing goes.
0: Okay, I, I do have a caller. I'm going to ask you this question, then I'm going to see. Do you have time to take a couple of calls or whatever? A no, that's, more yeah, I can I take call.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Okay, hold on a second. We're well, going to go to the phone line, then I'll ask my question. And this call is area code 508. I'm bringing this okay. caller into the Red live, line. Okay, if this will work. Call, are you there? Sometimes they don't want to talk. They'll hit number one. They really don't want to talk. So I
1: mm-hmm. okay, okay. so I'm going to
0: take your call at five zero eight Erie code um, to talk to Barry Servant. Okay, until they decide if they're just listening or they're calling in, I'll ask this question. So when you decided to do your movie, was um, Breaking Up It's Hard to Do, is that your first film or your first one that made it to the mainstream where people can actually see it all over the place?
2: That was my very first film. That was my very first attempt at, you know, making a movie. Wow. Um, We had since made a short film, like, right after that. And um, that was actually the short film. While we we made a short film while we were editing Breaking Up, and that was actually the first film that took us to a film that festival. But but Breaking Up took off so fast that we weren't even ever able to get back to that film. You know, so so I might make a web <laughs> series out of that film or something down the line. But you know, it just took us to another level of people. There was no need to shoot a, a short film anymore. You know, it was like you know, what's your next feature? What, what are you guys doing?
0: So how how are you being? You know, this is your first film, and you had some really great talent in that film. How were you able to convince them to take a chance with you? And I'm I know after this weekend, they're really glad that they did. But um, how did you convince them to take a chance with you?
2: I mean, I don't know, man. I we had a great casting director. His name was George Pierre, and um, you know, we 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 did everything we were supposed to do, and that's that's why. Like, being an actor is is like a gamble. Like, a lot of times there might be a crapshoot that the production be junk, but we wanted to do the best. Like, you know, I had worked in production for about eight months, and I knew kind of the shift that I wanted to run. So I knew that, you know, everything that I said was going to be solid and everything I could promise to people that we would pull through, and we did it. So, it, you know, on that on that level of people, you know, deciding to to, you know, join with an unknown production company, um, Demetria McKenney, we had worked together on the House of Pain for about a hundred episodes, so I know Demetria and you know, she you know, um she read the script and we, we met, you know, um had lunch and she was like, you know, I'm Shonda like you know what I'm saying, so like what are we doing? It wasn't even like, Hey you know, she said, I'm Shonda, so what are we doing? Like, you know, so how do we figure out all the business? So it was like a really good thing. And she came through and and she just gave, she just gave her all, and like she was really shining. Like she brought so much to that character, and you know so many different levels and shades to that. And um, I really always be grateful to her for that for that whole situation.
0: All right, for those who don't know Demetri by her real name because you know we watch the T V but so we only know about the characters that they play. So that's Janine on House of Pain, who on um, the one we're talking about now. But in your newest movie, your latest film, your second film, Probable Cause, which won the move the um award, what happens now once you win a indie? Um, what what happens now? How do you get your movie on the big screen?
2: Um, you know, we, it's, it's, it's the same thing like this, like, you know, there are film festivals, like, 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 um, the festival we went to all over the country. And you try to, um, really just, that's the next grind, really just expose. I have like screenings that I do personally with my company, Blue Lion Club. And, you know, um, we also like join, you know, we, we submit the festivals and get called out to different festivals and you just hope the right person is there, you know? And, and that's basically what we're hoping for is it's like opportunities and, You know, um, some film festivals have different types of people. Some have, you know, uh, some really good uh, uh, distribution companies. And some people have some good executives or producers that want to, you know, tie the same. So basically it opens up an opportunity to network and everybody is kind of focused on filmmaking that, you know, at at those venues. So we go through a couple of those. Like we went to um, about 12 film festivals with Breaking Up is Hard to Do. And about around our second, about around 8th or ninth, that's when we met the gentleman that eventually gave us our deal. So, you know, it's just that. Like, this weekend at the Peachtree Village International Film Festival was an awesome event. You know, it was, you know, no matter what it comes from that, it was still just a auspicious occasion. And, like, people, you know, it was what it was supposed to be. You know, and, you know, I really just, you know, give a lot of, um, you know, big ups to those guys. that They really put an awesome festival together. And, you know, some network has already started from that, you know, but I still, and, and, like, I'm a different type of guy. It's not about money to me right now. It's about, like, really solidifying my movement and making it an organic thing, you know. So when, you know, down the line, you know, five, ten years down, you know, you could tell that story and say, hey, I saw him come up from here. He didn't just jump on the Mm -hmm. scene, and that's more important than, you know, just a lot of things for me right now.
0: Awesome. Well, what's next? I then mean, you got to go. What's next for you? How and how can we help as an audience? How what what can we do to help you? Do we need to um, request more of your films on Netflix? I mean, do we need to ask? I mean, me? all, all of the
2: all of all of the above. Like you know, like we have a, uh, you know, I'm 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 a big Facebook person, so we have um, pages for Breaking Up Is Hard to Do and both Probable Cause. And, and that's like the first thing. to get in there with us. I'm always updating. I'm always making blogs. I'm always making blogs, you know, and you know, uh, just keeping everybody abreast of what's going on with me. Like that's that's what I can do. But um, like being just networking with people like you, you can tell like um, I'm not an awesome blog net marketer right now. But you know, you you people like you get the words out, and you you know other people that maybe I need to interview with or events I need to be. I'm a hustler. And if it makes sense, like you know, I'm there. Like I need to come out, and I got some friends out in Memphis. Let's do a screening, you know. So like it's 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 all it's I would all, it's love all. for
0: us to talk more about you coming to do a screening. I have a studio. We can get it in. Some of the, if we can't get a, a theater, we can definitely do it at my uh, my studio. And because I want to help you. I I don't believe things just happen. I definitely want to help you. You're a hard worker. You're brilliant, actually. And your, your time is coming because you put excellence and you're helping other people. You're providing jobs. You're doing so many of the right things. So it would definitely happen. Um, so I'm just honored to, to interview you, especially after coming off of a win, because it has to feel good. It has to feel good. And I look for, you know, more big things, more wonderful things. And I yeah, I don't know if I call it want to say anything. I know people are listening because I can see them on the board. But your Facebook page, and how do you want them to go to Probable Cause Facebook page? Yeah, they go the probable cause, to Probable Cause.
2: Uh, I, I introduce them to Probable Cause and Breaking Up. is hard to do. I stay on those. And then, you know, my um, okay. Twitter is um, my name Tabari backwards is I R A B A T and um that's Arabat at Arabat and um you know and that's how, how you could probably get at me right now. We got a website but um it's still it's still under construction right now. So those are those are my okay, primary. And Facebook you know.
0: is the best
2: place then. Okay. Yeah, Facebook because I'm a Facebook guy. <laughs>
0: All right, well, if, what do you do if you don't come to Memphis? If you're coming to Memphis before we connect and get you to Memphis, then, you know, let me know for sure, because I definitely want to support you. And if you're in Nashville, I have some friends in Nashville, too, that I know there's an um, indie black film festival community there. So we're going to help, because this is, this is the way things go now. Yeah, let's make it
2: happen. I'm I'm going to be expecting it, too. So, but I really thank you for taking the time out, and I'm sorry for, sorry for any technical errors or anything. You
0: know, but, you know. That's <laughs> okay. Uh, Everybody, you've been listening to Tabari, and he is a, an award-winning movie producer, filmmaker, director, and you can find him on Facebook at Probable Cause and or Breaking Up is Heart to Do. And on Twitter, Tabari is his name spelled backwards at Arabat. And as you know, we're so always, this is a community where we help each other. So if you hear something on the hear in your life, please make sure that you don't keep it to yourself, that you go out and promote, 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 because if social media can help get a a president elected, and please vote in November, then we can certainly help get films to the Oscars and to the Image Awards and to all of that. So I thank you guys so much. And continue to watch Loretta McNary, the TV show. Continue to listen to Loretta McNary Live, and when the magazine comes out, make sure you do that. Sabari, you're awesome. We will talk to you soon, everybody. We'll see you tomorrow on Loretta McNary Live when our guest is, um, pastor Riva Tim she will be here with us talked about her story in her book so until next time you all be kind to everybody reach kind of your dreams and it